1: My go-to order at Skyline has always been a regular three-way and cheese coney. But today, I made the switch to five-way. Those hearty beans and diced onions took it to another level. From now on, I'm a Skyline five-way guy.
2: Today on the Zabecast, the Redskins have a cheerleading crisis on their hands. We'll dig into the details. Of the scandalous New York Times story that talked of topless photo shoots and being escorts for sponsors. The long arm of the law has come for Tom Wilson and they get their man. All that, plus Andy Poland has jumped into the front seat of my Hyundai to discuss downsizing and a post Bruce Allen world. All that and more. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, May 3rd, 2018, thank you for making room for this podcast on your phone next to Dr. Ruth's Tips for Better Sex Over 60, if that is even a podcast. All right, two big things, and then we'll say hello to Andy Poland. Tom Wilson's suspension and the Redskin Cheerleader story from the New York Times. Let's start with Wilson. As Cap fans, I think we're all like, this is crap. Oh, that's ridiculous. Three games. Oh, my God. I knew a suspension was coming, even though most of the pundits last night, even the TV pundits who generally do not like the Capitals and are pro-Pittsburgh, seemed to say that it was uh, a good hit. A brutal hit, vicious hit, but a good hit. A clean hit. Good, tough-nosed hockey. Tom Wilson, though, got away with one, probably, though, in Game 1. And so now he's paying for the sins of a non-suspension on a 50-50 play That happened earlier in the series. And yes, Tom Wilson has history. Tom Wilson has a reputation. Tom Wilson, you know, he was a first-round pick, but he really broke into the league as a hitter, as a guy who was absolutely fearless going at guys. But guess what? He can also score. He had 14 goals this year, and he's a top-six forward on the Capitals. He plays on Ovi's line. So he is not just a goon who runs around out there and throws himself at people and starts fights. And he doesn't commit chips, cheap stick fouls, and everything else. But he can lay the lumber, he can bring the pain, and he certainly did in this case. What's interesting, if you don't follow the NHL very closely, if you're a casual fan, uh, they have a you know they have a they have a whole committee like a player safety advisory committee. I'm not sure the exact title, but they put out videos that explain suspensions. And why? And they're really good videos. And it's hard, once the league puts out a video that shows multiple angles and explains where they're coming from on a particular suspension, it's hard to really argue with their logic. The number of games for Wilson, I don't know exactly where they get that from. I didn't watch all four minutes and 41 seconds of it. But I do want to play for you the audio of this particular video that's posted to NHL.com. You can go look for it on NHL.com under Player Safety Decisions. But here was the explanation from the league on this particular hit.
1: Aston Reese picks up a pass as he curls through center, then breaks up ice on the rush with Capital Jay Beagle defending. Wilson, heading to the Capitals' bench to make a change, sees Aston Reese coming and prepares himself to defend against the breakout. Wilson pivots to deliver the check with his left shoulder, then elevates up and into the hit, making the head the main point of contact and causing an injury. This is an illegal check to the head. The illegal check to the head rule contains two aspects we must establish. First, was the head the main point of contact? Second, was such head contact avoidable? While some angles make it appear that Wilson does make contact with Aston Reese's front shoulder, reverse angles show Wilson's shoulder making direct contact with the head of Aston Reese. Yeah, the left Aston shoulder Reese's definitely head snaps backward at contact squared him up independently of his body in a manner consistent with other illegal checks to the head. While Wilson's size does cause Aston Reese's body to fall to the ice as well, the initial snap of the head as well as the subsequent medical diagnosis of a broken jaw, shows us that the brunt of the impact is delivered to Aston Reese's head.
2: I love how they call that the a medical diagnosis. head is the main point of contact hmm, on this diagnose A diagnosis of broken jaw.
1: Having established that, we then must determine if such head contact is avoidable under the three conditions set out by Rule 48.1.
2: Now, you know, I'm not going to play for you with the rest of Rule 48.1, but they go through it, and there's 4 minutes and 41 seconds, and it's... It's a bit of clarity that I think I appreciate as a I, th- I think any hockey fan should appreciate that at least the league says, look, we're not just going to pick this out of a hat. We're going to explain why we came to this conclusion. We're going to walk through the rules. We're going to show the video. We'll show the opposite angle. It's hard to argue with it. It was a really close borderline hit and I hope Acton Ashton a- Aston Reese is better. So Wilson's out 3. Let's see. It's 2-1 Capitals right now. So, assuming this series is going 7, which I'm assuming it is, he could be back for Game 7. Or, as the most optimistic of Caps fans would say, he could be back for Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. How about that? I will not even utter that because that is getting way too ahead of ourselves, and frankly, it leaves a big hole in our first two lines. So, there's your Tom Wilson suspension. Now let's get to the juicy part. The Redskins cheerleader crisis crisis maybe is a bit overblown but it's a story that's going to create headlines for at least oh 24 hours and then as is the case in our perpetual outrage society something else will come along that will get people hargle-bargling on social media and this is outrageous but here it is today story in the new york times the new york times headline reads redskins cheerleaders describe topless photo shoots, and an uneasy night out. Okay? I want to back you up one click, though. Actually, two clicks, because I I got to that New York Times story off a link from the ESPN.com story. Now I'm going back to the front of the ESPN.com page, and I see that this story is as of Wednesday night, one, two, it's the fourth story on the rundown right ahead of unsigned Eric Reids files collusion grievance against the NFL and right below Tiger returns from break testing new irons <laughs> slow news day huh hey every day is a slow news day depending on your news perspective here's what the ESPN.com headline says report Redskins cheer squad had to go topless whoa now, that headline reads very salacious. And here's another thing I don't like. Well, first of all, the reason that I read that slug, and it was really not even a headline, it's a slug on a website. It, people call them headlines. It's a slug of a story on a website, on a well respected, very highly visited website, ESPN. We are all in the business, and I'm as guilty as anybody, of being headline whores of being headline hunters, headline scan and scrollers that just look at the headline and go, oh my God, that's outrageous. And then swipe, swipe, click, move on, swipe, swipe, click, move on. First of all, there's no report. Like It's a story written by the New York Times based on interviews with five cheerleaders out of a squad of at least 30, I want to say, total, about a trip... That is five years old now. What are you saying there, Lina? No, I'm just laying it all out. To say report, that's, you know, a report to me, that's not the right word. Story. There's a New York Times story. Whatever. Redskins cheer squad had to go topless. Okay, well now you've got my attention. As we like to say. Ooh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Click, 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 click. As Boomauer likes to say, you got that dang old internet. Yeah, there. man, I'll tell you what, that
0: dang old mm-hmm. internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there talk about www.com. You got that naked chicks on there, man. You just go click, 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 click. It's real easy,
2: man. Juliet Masure. New York Times. Lead paragraph. When the Washington Redskins took their cheerleading squad to Costa Rica in 2013 for a calendar photo shoot, The first cause for concern among the cheerleaders came when Redskin officials collected their passports upon arrival at the resort, depriving them of their official identification. Uh, Uh, We're one graph in, and I've got a problem already. I have been on group trips to Mexico with Bob and Brian and 1029 The Hog, in which the first thing they had everyone in the group do was Surrender their passport to the group leader. This is done sometimes in group trips for a very good reason. There is a lot of theft in some exotic locales and resorts. There is a lot of drunken people on these trips. I'm not saying the cheerleaders were drunk, but in our case, yeah, there was going to be people drunk and losing stuff. A lot of times when you go on a vacation like this, if you're with a group, the group leader will take and hold your passport because that is your key to getting out of the country. You can, by the way, keep your driver's license with you, which I have done before. That would be official identification. Passport's not the only way you could identify yourself. But, you know, given that a passport, which is stolen, can be a very lucrative thing in some third world countries and resort destinations, there is nothing unusual about this so we're one graph in they've got one major thing very wrong now maybe some of the cheerleaders were concerned maybe it wasn't communicated to them hey you're with us we don't want anyone stealing your passport losing your passport or or misplacing it we want to make sure everyone gets home safely so we're going to hold on to them the story then describes how at the end of a 14 day hour 14 hour day well actually there's a couple things For the photo shoot at the adults-only Occidental Grand Papagayo Resort on Culebra Bay, some of the cheerleaders said they were required to be topless, though the photographs used for the calendar would not show nudity. Others wore nothing but body paint. Given the resort's secluded setting, such revealing poses would not have been concern for the women, except that the Redskins had invited spectators. A contingent of sponsors and FedEx field suite holders, all men, were granted an up-close access to the photo shoots. They then described nine of the cheerleaders being told, hey, the sponsors picked you out, they want you to go to this club at night, so get ready, get dressed, you know, you can go. And then there was another incident on a boat, a yacht, excuse me, I was told, Don't eat before these podcasts. I'm very sorry. I'll try to edit that out. Um, They were told, uh, there was another incident that they put in this story about how they were on some team bonding boat trip on the Potomac, and it turned out to be the yacht owned by a major Redskins sponsor who also sponsors the cheerleading team, and that things got wild on the boat, and there was shots and twerking and dance contests. Okay. Let's go back to the... uh, topless thing because this is the most this is the part that grabs you redskins cheerleaders forced to go topless and in the first or the second paragraph they say some of the cheerleaders said they were required to be topless all right tell me more how topless were they told hey here's some photos of you in a bikini we want to do one with a bikini bottom, but we want you to, you know, use the hand bra pose. Where, okay, just take your top off now. Now cover up your breasts with your hands like that. Cross them over. Okay, good. Was that the topless they were talking about? I don't know. Required. Who who required them? Who said this? Was it the cheer uh, the cheer captain? Was it the photographer? Was it somebody with the team? I got lots of questions here. How many of that did did they all agree? to go topless did they all take photographs of them topless are there any proofs of their photographs topless and on and on and on I thought for sure because this is a long story I'm like okay well I'll just read and read and read and eventually they'll get to the specifics of this topless photo shoot that they were forced to do well you read the whole story in the New York Times they, they don't go any further and again, I'm not saying the women are lying. I just there's no more details of this. The account of the Redskins calendar shoot writes the Times at the resort is based on interviews with five cheerleaders who were involved, and many details were corroborated with others who heard descriptions of the trip at the time. So five cheerleaders out of, I don't know thirty gave details to the times and some details were corroborated, meaning, Yeah, 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 that happened with others who had heard descriptions of the trip at the time. Not necessarily on the trip themselves, but they had just heard descriptions of the trip at the time. The cheerleaders spoke on condition of anonymity because they were required to sign confidentiality agreements when they joined the team. They then quote the team, uh, in their statement, the Redskins say, The Redskins cheerleader program is one of the NFL's premier teams in participation, professionalism, and community service. Each Redskin cheerleader is contractually protected to ensure a safe and constructive environment. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. You get it. The director and choreographer for the Redskin cheerleaders, one Stephanie Jojokian, disputed much of the women's description of the Costa Rica trip and vehemently denied that the night at the club was mandatory and that the cheerleaders who went were not chosen by sponsors. She said, I was not forcing anyone to go at all. I'm the mama bear and I really look out for everybody and not just the cheerleaders. It's a big family. We respect each other in our craft. It's such a supportive environment for these ladies. Okay. Are we ever going to know exactly what happened on this trip? Whether these cheerleaders were forced to go to this club to entertain clients and sponsors? No. No, we're never going to know this. If none of this happened, how could the Redskins prove it? It's going to be very hard for them to prove it. The story also sort of does a grab bag of things that some deem very wrong about professional football cheerleaders. They talk about the weight restrictions and the fact that the cheerleaders had rampant abuse of laxatives and they had what was called disordered eating. And how, even though this resort was all you can eat and none of them took part in the buffet, they all ate like, you know, protein bars and other stuff in their hotel rooms. OK, um, sure, that yeah, there, there are weight limits for cheerleaders. You you can't balloon up. Uh, is it too strict to say you can't gain a single pound? Probably. But I don't know what the team's policies are. I would hope that there'd be at least a little bit of a range like a plus five minus five range or maybe five is too much because it is the appearance business. You know, you, you can notice five. How about a plus two minus two? I don't know. One quote from one of the cheerleaders says, At one of my friend's shoots, they were basically standing around her like a human barricade because she was basically naked so we could keep the guys from seeing her, meaning her and other cheerleaders were protecting their friend who was, quote, basically naked. I was getting so angry that the guys on the trip were skeezing around in the background. Okay? That sounds bad. One person skeezing around is another person's. Eh. There were some men on the trip, and you know they happen to be sponsors, and they were sitting in the back of the room, or they were sitting, oh, you know, twenty feet away under a palm tree, just taking, you know, just looking at a photo shoot. And what is basically naked? I'm looking at a photo of the Redskins cheerleaders at a autograph signing event indoors at a ballroom somewhere, and I've seen them before, and they are wearing their Redskin cheerleader garb, which are super tiny short shorts with the latex leggings, the skin tone leggings, and then their bikini tops that go around their torso. No uh, straps on them. That's their uniform. Is that basic? I mean, a lot of us would go, that's basically naked. But then again, that's the uniform that they will cheer in when they are at the stadium. Anyway, getting to the net-net of it, you can now tell that there is a bit of a movement because there have been two other cheerleader lawsuits filed, one by the Saints cheerleaders, one by the Bills cheerleaders, about mistreatment and double standards and social media restrictions and a lot of other things. You can now see where there is a movement going in which I wouldn't be shocked if the 24 of the 32 teams in the NFL that do have cheerleaders start to seriously reevaluate, is this going to be worth it? How can we have this unit and, satis- and and pay them well enough and treat them well enough to satisfy everybody? Now, they do mistreat the cheerleaders to a certain extent. They pay them absolutely nothing. They make them pay for their own expenses for hair and makeup and bathing suits and clothing and everything else. They're required to do a whole shitload of appearances all over the place. But here's the funny thing, despite all this, and despite, I'm sure, women knowing, yeah, you know what, it's not a great job. It's not a great gig. They never have a shortage of attractive females who want the job. And that's not me necessarily saying it's right. That's just me saying that there are still a lot of women who want that exposure, who want that on their resume, who don't have a problem with any of this, whether it's maintaining a weight, wearing a bikini, going to team functions, being around skeezy men. Shit, I work with some skeezy-ass men. They're not skeezing me, thank God. I'm sure they would be more uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, sometimes I don't even like being around them. So we'll see how far this one goes. We'll see the repercussions of it, and we'll see what happens. The NFL says they're, of course, investigating, as they would investigate any player conduct issue involving domestic violence or workplace harassment so that's great so the nfl is going to rack up a bunch of hours investigating this and you know knowing my team and knowing the way things go we'll probably lose a first round pick over this who knows but as far as the whole story goes it's a little bit of this it's a little bit of that it's five cheerleaders not named out of some like 30 of them it's a trip that was five years ago it doesn't seem to have been a crime committed. There doesn't seem there. No one had even said there was any sexual uh, contact. No inappropriate touching. Uh, nobody had consensual intercourse with any of the cheerleaders. I don't know. Good luck is all I can say. Good luck to my team. Good luck to the investigators. Good luck to the cheerleaders. I'd, I'd like you to get paid more money. It, the, the NFL is taking advantage of you guys, but it's because there's a lot of a lot of gals that want to be one. So. What can I say? All right. Andy Poland jumped into my car this week. It's always good to have Andy in the front seat. And guess what? Before we got into the Redskins and before we got into the Wizards, we talked downsizing. Oh, the excitement of our midlife crises. Andy is moving. Yes. Finally, tomorrow. you're closing on the new house tomorrow. Correct. You closed on the old house last week. Correct. And you're moving...
0: Friday? Uh, no, Thursday. we're moving the following Wednesday. Actually, okay. we, what we did was we sold the house, but we're renting back. So at the moment, as I speak to you, I'm not a homeowner. But you're
2: paying rent? Yes. In your own home? It, well, but... How does that feel? I don't own it anymore. I know. So I... Does so it uh, feel weird? Like, fuck, I'm paying rent for this house? No, place. no, because, because
0: that's the way it worked out. That The overlap is very small, uh, and I will I rented back until May 11th. Okay. So I'll be in my new house May 9th, one day to clean it up, make sure everything's okay.
2: Okay. Turn the keys over. And away no uh, you go. I'm out of Rockville. I, I was going to say, so for years, Andy, you have prided yourself on living in North Potomac. And now you're <laughs> going to be moving to Germantown. <laughs> yes. Which is even further up the road than Gates is Right. As right. the Greaseman used to say. How do, do you feel like this is a blow to your prestige? No, but... <laughs> It ends- Cause what, it's all fucking Montgomery County, right? Pretty much, but it, it ends what you used to
0: refer to as my habit trail. <laughs> where, where, where I was able to spend entire weeks without never leaving
2: rock- the two zero eight
0: five two zip code, right? Or five zero where I live. Two zero eight five zero. Yeah, but Rockville. I mean, because I worked in Rockville, I lived in Rockville. The gym was in Rockville. You were gonna die in Rockville? Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't. That didn't quite <laughs> happen. Although I may move back and die. Who knows?
2: <laughs> you know what? When you're on your deathbed, we'll wheel your deathbed <laughs> down two seventy and we'll get you inside the yeah. Rockville border.
0: How about that? Yeah. No. Look, the kids are gone. Uh, I was living in a five-bedroom house with two people with very high utility bills. No need to rattle around in that. Yeah, and uh, plus, you know, the taxes are higher, and so Sweet. we we got a nice three-bedroom townhouse in okay. Germantown, and uh, I'm
2: looking forward. I got a deck. I've got a... How much yard patio. do you have to deal with? None! This? Zero. Zero. So you will not have. To, who is the lawnmower guy that took care of your lawn at one uh, point? Well,
0: Row Landscapes. Row Landscapes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Actually, I bought the whole season from him, so the new owner is going to benefit from a full season. Wow, that conveyed with the house. Well, what am I going to do? It's you know? pretty nice. Yeah. Ask
2: Row Landscapes for a, a refund. I could. No refunds. I could. That'd yeah, be good it, for you. It, That's it, nice. You're not trying to it, snore and nickel uh, and dime every little thing. Look,
0: I got my price. I was okay. very happy that I, I had my house in the market for one day. Speaking
2: of landscaping, so I'm watching uh, the manager here at Qdoba, and I should know his name because he knows me. He always gives me extra chips just because I'm nice. He's out there weed whacking the median Mm -hmm. in front of Qdoba with a little portable weed whacker. Isn't that the city's responsibility? Apparently not. Mm -hmm. He has pride in order. You will probably never miss picking up a string trimmer again, right? Oh, yeah. That is the worst fucking job Mm Stuff flies oh, up. Yeah. It gets all over your pant legs. Yeah. Well, it's I, messy. It's I, no
0: fun. You look, I had I had a mini lawn compared to yours, so uh, you know I, I I wasn't as much of an agronomist as you are,
2: <laughs> right? But uh, but I'm ready to get out of that business. You like, are, I, I,
0: I, yes. But you loved this ten acres that you had. I loved
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> <Past tense. laughs> oh yeah, you're, I'm loving it a bit less now.
0: You're coming around like, the corner on a big number you?
2: What do you mean? An age? Oh, 50. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. there's definitely yeah. that. Oh, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no doubt. There's a little yeah. bit of midlife crisis yeah. going on. Yeah. And there's also just sort of a like, hey, I did it. Like, I love the fact, I actually had a guy. Okay, we'll get to sports in a second, everybody. Shut the fuck up, up out there, okay? <laughs> so uh, so I had a guy come over yesterday to give me a quote on removing a giant brush pile. Right. That got too big for me to handle. And then is too big for me to burn because it's right next to some trees. Well, you're allowed to burn. You're allowed to burn out in Loudon County, but it ended May 1st, so uh. I can't do it now. I got to wait till October. Uh. But that said, so my wife's like, God, this doesn't look really good. And I agree, it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. But I so I got to got to come out and give me an estimate. Care to guess what the estimate is on this? Well, lawn. This <laughs> this is a brush pile that is six foot high. Yeah. 15 feet wide 25 feet long Well first of all He came out And saw your palatial estate And the uh,
0: Immediately added 15% To the <laughs> yeah, exactly. estimate right The markup went Way up Cocksucker. So I'm, gonna I'm the smallest street House on the street Oh though. yeah But it's come on It's not small though You're and, right okay. And you
2: have an actual Football field In your backyard And my grass was looking Really good Yeah So, so he's probably like Well this guy really wants This cleaned, yeah. So he's going to pay me A good price So go ahead And give uh, me an estimate I'll say 800 1350 Oh Thirteen I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. God. Now, I don't want to do that myself because I'd have to rent a chipper, yeah. and it would take me a week mm-hmm. of messy, disgusting yeah. feeding stuff in there. So that's the kind of thing. Now, when he was leaving, mm-hmm. when this guy was leaving, he's like, wait a minute. Can I ask you a personal question? Do you have that football field that I drove <laughs> past on the way to a job one day? And I go... I sure did. And I got in the golf cart with him. I said, it's right over this hill here. And you he look down on it. he was like, yeah, man, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I love that I did that, Andy. But guess what? I'd give it all up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If well, I could move to Arizona and get weather like this. Warm, no humidity, beautiful weather we got now in early May.
0: Are you still looking to move to Arizona?
2: You still I totally want to. Am I looking? No. I've, I've got to convince the wife and the kids. Yeah. My daughter's still in high school. We're not going to yank her out of high school now. But yes, fuck. Really? Yes, I, Yes, Arizona, Andy. Have you ever been to Arizona? Yes, I have. I've been to a Super Bowl there. And? and it was like 50 degrees that week. Well, okay, <laughs> you got a bad week. But they have like literally half the year is like today, only yeah. a little bit cooler yeah. and just spectacular. And then it's a furnace for three weeks. Well, they got a Jewish quarterback now. I switched How about morning. that? Do you there see you that? See and what I did there? <laughs> okay, let's get right into the Rosen thing. Did you read the SI piece where he said he was called Jew boy and Big Nose? Yeah. Come all on. these names. Come on. What do you think of
0: that? First of all, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his anymore. I didn't what? like. I did not like what he said about. Nine teams screwed up, or however he phrased it. Made a mistake. Yeah, I'm going to show them. That's a check that I'm not sure you can write before you've played your first game.
2: Well, plus some of the teams ahead of him like San Francisco, they had a quarterback.
0: Yeah, and, and if if Cleveland looks at you and goes, he eh, might be kind
2: of a jerk. That's a problem. That's apparently what one Browns exec said. Yeah. But then again, it's the Browns. They could be totally wrong. They could on be this. wrong. But I think I think Rosen's overcompensating. For the fact that a lot of people thought he's a doctor's son. He doesn't really love football. Yeah. So he's trying to prove it like I fucking love football. I'm gonna yeah. have more rings yeah. than Tom Brady. Yeah. Nine teams made a
0: mistake. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Tom Brady didn't grow up in poverty either. But he, he was he was felt like he was slighted, he didn't go till the sixth round and all that. But I I, I think Rosen's heart Tom trying Brady
2: to, was what year? Nineteen ninety nine? Two thousand. Okay. The scrutiny on him in 2000 was not nearly what it is today. The scrutiny of all these draft picks yeah. keeps on ratcheting up. Well, he,
0: he was—he was a forgotten guy. He went in the sixth round. They—they they weren't right. Yeah, he was like if it binds Spurgeon, win.
2: Right. So whether or not Tom Brady's a scrawny kid from a decent background was never examined because mm-hmm. he was just another guy thrown into the mix. Right, right. And that's different with Rosen. So I actually think Rosen's going to be the best of the bunch. Maybe, but the uh, best of the bunch. I don't know. We'll, we got- we'll see. I—that's—that's I, 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 that's something that you should not say. Kay. I think. Fair enough. More importantly, let me get to the headline story here. A life after Bruce. Here we go, Andy. The rumors are starting to swirl and pick up in intensity. Bruce Allen possibly going to the Raiders to reunite with the other Gruden and to usher their transition from Oakland into Las Vegas.
0: I think that's good for both sides. good for Bruce probably good for the Redskins and based on what he's done with his win-loss record do you think that's first of all let me ask you
2: this percentage chance that it happens
0: um I'd say 75 percent 75
2: yeah I okay. think so because all right so let's let's go ahead and look at it first of all from Bruce's standpoint makes total sense to me yeah he gets out a dot he just had a good draft yeah okay Uh, Doug is now installed as the guy. Right. Okay. The stadium deal, I've been told by people that know that that stadium announcement's coming in the next months. Where? I can't say. Well, his... his, I've heard a stadium announcement is coming within months, like before training camp. His connection
0: is Virginia. I've been told that Virginia is not going to happen.
2: I heard that, too. So... I heard D.C. is still in the running. Yeah.
0: I would think D.C. may...
2: It's down to two things. It's down to D.C. or National Harbor.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that the city
2: of D.C. would like
0: Snyder to build the stadium, but they're going to give him land. So I think that might make sense. And with the way things are going in the District of Columbia, getting land might be a great deal for him.
2: Really? I think so. And you think the city council is going to stand down on the name thing? Oh, the name thing is dead. Really? Dead! The Washington Post poll killed it! Well, it's dead for a lot of people, but there's a lot of true believers out no, there, like Mike Wise, who still haven't come out of his battle <laughs> hole up in the mountains, like yeah. the Japanese soldiers yeah. after World yeah, War II.
0: These guys are friends of mine. I like Mike, right. and I like Kevin Blackestone who, right. who has the same position, Yeah. but the Washington They lost the war. Yeah, the Washington Post <laughs> set out to prove that Mike Wise was
2: right. And what did they find? And they came back with, whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. They're so yeah, like, you- nobody gives a shit, and even the Native Americans are like, eh, no, no. No, no, it's
0: it's 9 out of 10 that either don't don't care or like it or, or say yes and we're proud of that. Oh, no, it's it's done. It's done. It's okay. it's over even before that happened. Guys like Jack Evans were saying, uh, we'll let the name thing take care of itself. Like he
2: wasn't Well, okay, that's good then cuz Andy, I think like you do as a native, as a Washingtonian through and through that the football team needs to be the beating heart of our sprawling region right. that covers so much ground in different areas, Maryland, Virginia District, it'd be a crime if it wasn't in downtown. Yes, I agree. And and the spot
0: that they have for RFK is very good. It's very accessible. National Harbor, not accessible like no, that. no, uh, no. You know, as many problems as Metro has had, you still, I think, need a good public transportation system to get to the games. People still use it for Nats games. They lose, use it for Wizards. They use it for Caps. Right. It's it's necessary. Okay,
2: so it would make sense for Bruce because he's got a new big project on his hands. And he's, he's not fired. They don't have to fire him. <laughs> that's another good point. Because yeah. what if they go 5-11 this year? Yeah. Which can always happen. Oh, easily. Can always happen, Easily, right? easily. So you go 5-11. and Let's say Darius Geis, who we'll get to in a second has something really go wrong. Well, okay. I think in Burgundy and Gold, the chances of that up go up oh, way, Jesus. way up. Oh, God. Yeah, You're right. So it could be a bad season. Alex Smith could regress he to could what get it hurt. used to be. Could get hurt. Uh, Geist might be a disaster, and Bruce is like, fuck, what do I do now? My record is sub-500, and they're going to have to fire me, and that's on my... resume. This way, it's an escape for him at just the right time. Mm -hmm. He is good as an executive handling larger things, and so this transition to Vegas would be good for Bruce. Chucky loves him Mm because they work together in Tampa. It almost makes so much sense that maybe it won't happen. But here's the question. We have had
0: Snyder work with the Stooge. Vinny. And then he got a guy who's... He got Slick Stooge yeah, and Bruce. With an extra button unbuttoned up top, but, right. but basically the same guy, just a little slicker with the media. The politician. Yes. Yeah. And And so
2: who's his next guy? Well, that's the big question. People are asking me, would you be happy about this? And my answer is, I don't know, yeah. because you're kind of just launching yourself into a whole new unknown world of who will be the new guy to talk Snyder out of bad ideas, because I do think Bruce talked Snyder out of some very bad ideas along the way. Ideas that I I don't even know what those ideas might have been, but I bet you Bruce is like, Dan, Dan, let's not do that. Let's just calm down. And he
0: can't have a guy who says to the owner, okay, you sit over there and you watch what I'm doing, but don't get him. Like with Marty. Don't get him. Well, Marty was like control of everything. I don't think, obviously, Jay Gruden's not that guy. Right. Okay, so you got to get a guy who's who's going to let Snyder sort of be involved, but as you say, talk him out of bad decisions. I, I was
2: trying to relate to somebody, the Marty dynamic, and I think I was out that one day that Snyder came to the Redskin store at Tyson's Corner. Mm-hmm. And yes. And wasn't his second-in-command with him? Yeah, but,
0: but that was already... he had already moved on to... Marty was out. Yeah, I think I think Gibbs was already the coach. Okay, whatever the case,
2: Andy one day did a show in which you interviewed Snyder briefly at, at the Redskins store in Tyson. Right, and Larry Weissman was with me. And Larry Weissman was with you, USA Today. Yeah. I was out that day. What a coincidence, yet again. <laughs> Missed every day that snyder Well, it, been it, in. It, it was set up by Carl Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably
0: checked, when is Zabin's vacation? Okay, we'll come but, in that day. But one of the things before we sat down to do the interview, Snyder said to me, Zabin has just been killing us. That's bullshit. Well, so
2: I said, really? What did he say? He had no answer. No answer. He had no answer. (laughs) I think his people told him that. Yeah, yeah, Swanson told him that. uh, that, Yeah, Swanson's like, Andy's okay, Zabin's an asshole. So give him shit. Okay, so you, uh, uh, off the air, talked to whoever was the... Fred Drasner, right? No, Drasner wasn't there. Okay. It was Swanson and it was Snyder. Those were the only two people that came... You told me after that, someone said about Marty, we just weren't having any fun. Oh, oh that's a Larry Weissman comment that's that right. he got from Fred Drasner. Fred Drasner, who was the business partner early yeah. on? Yes, but again, as we've... Envy Homes, Fred Drasner, that guy?
0: No, I think it was Daily News. He was he, he helped to bankroll okay. Snyder in a business... He bankrolled Snyder twice. First in a business that failed, when Snyder was like in college. Right. Then he bankrolled him again in the communication business, which succeeded... And then when Snyder needed help to buy the Redskins cuz he didn't have the 800 million at the beginning to buy it. I'm a little shy in that. To uh, of <laughs> Dr- Dr- the 800 Dr- million. Drasner stepped in. Yeah. But when Marty took over, he said to Snyder, "That guy doesn't even get a parking
2: spot at Redskins Park." No. Yes, yes he needs to get out. Wow! Yeah, and, and and so basically what Drasner told Weissman about why they had to fire Marty, even though he got hot at the end of his first year to get to 8-8, yeah. they said, quote, we're not having any fun.
0: Well, because, as you remember... We're
2: not having any fun. The
0: Redskins season ended. It took another week before Marty was fired. And during that week, they spent the whole time trying to figure out a way that Snyder could get back more power. And Marty simply said... Frankly, as I told you, Dan, Dan, everything goes through me, all my decisions. So, and then they would stay there until like six or seven at night. I remember, remember Rennie Not, who was a big, yeah. big guy, about two twenty, had yeah. played college football. Channel 7's Rennie Not. Yeah, he got he got like run over by the media pack trying to get to Snyder and, and Marty as they emerged from the meeting one night. I mean, it was a it was a week long deliberation, and finally on a Sunday night. They announced that Marty was gone and that Spurrier was coming in.
2: And I remember Marty gave his farewell address on the steps of Redskins Park. Yep. Impromptu right there on the steps, and that was it. And he rode off into the sunset, and that was it, one and done. That's Stan's team. That's Dan's decision. <laughs> that's I respect right. that. But Steiner
0: actually did him a favor because Marty, and Marty has said that that's his best job of coaching, that got
2: him the San Diego job. Right, and uh, I don't know how much offset language he has, but he he had, he might have been double dipping for a bit there. Yes, but what Snyder owed him, and then what the, the Chargers? But paid
0: do, him. do you remember what the contract was? No. It was four years. Do you remember the dollar amount? Two point five per. Yeah, it was it was like yeah. 10, ten million dollars. Yeah. So, but that, now you got Gruden to slap you as a seven million dollar year guy. Well, they, they replaced Standard. they replaced Spurrier uh, they replaced Marty with
2: Spurrier at five million a year. Right, four years, twenty million. And then the Spurrier, oh my God, we should write a book about the Spurrier years. We'll yeah. always have Osaka. But, it, I, you know, all of this is retrospective, and it, it, it was a long time ago, but it kind of feels like yesterday. They haven't done dumb, crazy shit like this in a long time.
0: And so, ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa whoa, hold on. whoa,
2: whoa, Hold on. My fear is, post-Bruce, if that world comes to pass, could usher in a return to crazy, reckless shit. Now go ahead, what were you going to say? Do you think Cousins was not crazy and reckless? No. You think that was smart? No, it was not smart. Okay. But it wasn't firing a coach after one year. No. And hiring a college coach who played golf all the time. Well, yeah. It wasn't telling Jim Zorn, hey, put a suit on and come interview the head coaching job. (laughs) That's true. Okay. It's not like getting on a plane hammered drunk and going to Denver to talk Mike Shanahan out of his Uh, 50,000 square foot mansion to coach. Okay. All that is crazy dumb shit. Yes, but... You could have locked up a quarterback. This was a
0: miscalculation. At about $19 million a year when it seemed like no risk. I mean, the guy had not. He, yes, he'd had only one good year. Yes. But he had proven that he could play and he was
2: staying healthy. He still hasn't missed a play because of injury. Kirk was a miscalculation that grew into a dick measuring contest. Okay. And. Eventually, the Redskins put their dick back in their pants and they shipped Cousins out. You, you're, the other, but that's not crazy. The,
0: the other thirty-one organizations, would any of those done that? What they did with Cousins?
2: No, no. probably not. No. But the Browns and the Jets are pretty fucked They're up. They're stupid, well. but they they spend. Okay. They do it the
0: other way. They overspend on. Okay, stupid.
2: all right. So so I'll give you Cousins. All right. Was uh, was firing McLuhan? That bad? Wasn't or was good. it just slandering him it on the just, way out the door the way they did it? was just a bad way to do it. Okay. You know? Was, okay, the RG3 trade was a huge mistake. But a lot of people endorsed that. And you were, i got to give you credit. You uh, said, what if you guys <laughs> said disaster? Too expensive. Too expensive. Too expensive. I said he's got to be so good to make up for this. The irony is that the Rams didn't do shit with all those pets. That's true.
0: That's true. That's the one, I guess, saving grace. Uh, also, how about the Bruce Allen saying it's a no-brainer to give him the contract extension? I know it wasn't guaranteed for RG3. Oh, yeah, but they never paid it. They though. never paid it, but it, it was, was... just a
2: hold is what it was. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think that, you know, they haven't done any, any really crazy, stupid, insane shit lately, and I just worry that post-Bruce, right. that may return. But I do think, from a fan base standpoint... Mm-hmm. We need to enter the post Bruce era because there's too much bad will. There is too much vitriol towards him and right. as, as a fan base, we're never gonna be healed until Bruce moves on. Okay, but let's see, you know, let
0: if, if uh, how about if you got a guy like Lewis Riddick, who, who who seems to be very I'd love Lewis Riddick. That would be that would be a smart thing. He's been in the organization before. Yeah. A lot of guys get hired off of television. Hell Marty did. John Lynch. Uh, John Lynch, yeah. Uh, Louis Riddick would be great. Yeah, I would think that, that and and since he's got history in the organization and He's got. How about this? I'm a mostly African American front office with Lewis that's Riddick. Hale, good. With
2: Bruce, with Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Not bad. In pretty, D.C., that's some goodwill. Pretty, pretty good. And you know what? All that aside, I don't care what color they are. Pick good po- football players. Yeah, so. it looks like the draft is pretty good. Which brings us to the draft. So, yes. uh, what was your grade on the draft, Andy Ferguson? Uh, yeah, well, give it an A minus, B plus. I,
0: I roll. I always roll with Mel. Mel gave what it. What B plus. Okay, which
2: is one of the lower grades? Yeah. Well, and I'm, and the, it all hinges on guys. Yes. So tell me what you think of the guys' pick. I think in their
0: circumstance, it's not the dumbest thing to do. You also have to look at it this way: they traded down to also get a third-round pick, which was great. Who he could be great. I mean, he's no. It's great to get a third round. And, pick. I don't know if the guy and, will be. And, any yeah, good. If, but he's a tackle, and they need some depth at tackle, so that's good. And if it works out, it works out. But you know what? We've learned about running backs. You can get more. They're disposable.
2: And they don't last that long. Yeah. So we're not looking at paying him in a second contract. No. They only he did just, that with Portis. Yeah, or does. a third. Oh, God. <laughs> <I> mean, God. <laughs> poor Clinton also blew it all, too. He <laughs> spit <it laughs> yeah. up bankrupt anyway. But, oh, but come on. All right. So are you worried about red flag guys? Like, like, here's the other thing about Geis. People are saying, oh, the Redskins must let that stuff get out to make him drop. I don't know if I no. believe teams that do that, but... There has to be something about Geis that scared off a lot of teams. Well, has to be. First of all, he lied in an interview. That's a big one that's right a there. Pro- that's a problem for me. He li- <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> he, he lied in a way that made the league look bad. Yes. And potentially a team that was interviewing him look bad mm-hmm. for no reason, for yeah. no personal gain. It's one thing to lie when you're going to gain something yeah. from it. This was just a fucking around lie. Like, yeah, man, they asked me if I like dudes and if my mom was a hooker. Yeah. Also, maybe it's not true,
0: but who would make something up like this that he goes and visits the Philadelphia Eagles gets into he, a fight with the general
2: manager? I didn't hear that. Yeah, Howie Roseman and he not not a physical. So why? So why would Ho, Why would Roseman and the Eagles deny it? To I, save their own face, just, basically, because just, 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 they don't want to get involved in it, it's right? Just,
0: it's just such a skeevy thing. You know, it's it's like me at the bank with that guy who was writing out his deposit oh slips. Oh, my God.
2: Well, well, I mean, it's... it's it So was, you finally it, realized that was a mistake.
0: Well, I can do it because I'm not Howie Roseman and I'm not trying to get a job there and all that. But, but in this particular case, that's just not something you do. Also, showing up late. That's a real red flag. That's true. You know, I mean, look, we've seen guys like this before.
2: You know, it's interesting, back to the Eagles thing. So, the Eagles denied that there was any sort of fight. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, see, it didn't happen. People are making this shit up just to smear them. I think, as you talk about it, Andy, it makes sense to me. If the Eagles were to admit there was a fight... Yeah then it's going to attract a whole nother cycle of what happened. Right. And there's going to be some people that say, it's your fault, Exactly, Eagles. exactly. What did you ask him to piss them
0: off? It's take, take two to tango.
2: Right, and then they'd take sides, yeah. and the Eagles are like, fuck this. We're the world yeah. champs. There's nothing We're not done game. in the game. Yeah. Nothing happened. Exactly. Enjoy them, Redskins. Yeah, Spins. yeah, G- guy gets it. I, if, I I Hope son. he gets 1,000 yards for you, just <laughs> not against us. <laughs> God, you know what, Andy? I'd love, hmm, I'd love a 1,000-yard runner again. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Well, a 1,000-yard runner in the Jay Gruden
0: offense remains to be seen. <laughs> I know. You know, he's – he's. you he always hear, he oh, claims yeah. claims he wants to yeah, run it. Like but he also said about Kirk Cousins, eh hey, I'd really like to see him chuck it down the field
2: more. Right. It's always yeah, something, basically. So he's got a little bit of that Al Davis in him, yeah. too. Did you like the draft itself? Are you not blown away at what a fucking spectacle it is now? It's so amazing. See, one of
0: the things I don't like – is what Drew Pearson started last year. The trash talking, yeah, the there, wrestling pop. Yeah, but it's you like, don't like that. No, because okay. y- y- make the pick and move on. <laughs> you know, no, it's not about you. And and Drew Pearson, who maybe he's known in Dallas to some degree. Maybe he's the Chris Cooley of Dallas. I haven't been there in a long time, but he's pretty well known. Yeah, but but for him to get up there and make it about himself, and so now you got David Akers, a freaking kicker who comes back this year and does the same thing, and who was the uh, ex-Lions receiver who apparently was trying to run
2: for mayor of Detroit Oh my God. While they God! making their pick. I mean, come <laughs> on. Come <laughs> Better on. than having a parakeet make your pick in yeah, the fourth yeah, yeah. round. You know, Mike Mayock railed on that, going, hey, this is some kid's life, and he finally got drafted in the NFL, a fucking parakeet's going to pick his name. That's bullshit. Good point. Good point. I agree. Also, they have the—and the Redskins have the new Mr. Irrelevant, though I think the Mr.
0: Irrelevant thing needs to go away, too, because it's only seven rounds. And the seventh round pick should make your team. That's so. Uh,
2: should he? Yeah. Barely. Well, it's. it's uh, uh, I went it, back and looked at the Redskins seventh rounders. Yeah. Basically, one out of every eight does anything for this team. Okay. But that's. And happening. I'm not sure what the hit rate is for other teams. Yeah. I think it's like twelve percent.
0: Well, the, the Redskins had the last true Mister Irrelevant, Matt Elliott, who made the team for a couple years. What
2: round was he? Twelfth. The last year,
0: it was 12 rounds. First, it went, it went, 1993, it went to eight rounds, and then it went to seven. Frank Wycheck, I think, was an
2: eighth-round pick. All right, so what's the next big step up for the draft? Hold it in Europe? In London? It could. Well, right? how, how about Shad Khan? Oh, yeah. By Wembley Stadium. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, and he claims it's to oh, solidify yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville's yeah. standing yeah. with the yeah. Jaguars. And people are like, uh, how does that solidify yeah. us here? Yeah. This is
0: like Francesa moving back into his old slot and telling the show that replace him, oh, this is only going to make you
2: stronger. No. No. It's, the next step is out the door. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, London could be the next one. Maybe they could have the draft on an aircraft carrier. Maybe they could have the draft underwater, perhaps. <laughs> I think, Put it on the moon someday, the
0: draft. I think Mel has problems with his ears. I, I know he doesn't like the fly, so I don't know about underwater. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you miss Berman on the draft? No. Not at all? No. So you, you don't you think there's certain things Boomer has made out no. for? No, no Like no. the Home Run Derby well, they, and the draft?
0: But they've already replaced him with all this hoo-ha stuff anyway, so they don't need him. I also was interested to see... Uh, I think we talked about this the last time that 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 uh, Trey Wingo interviewed Goodell before the show, yeah, and before the draft started, and they were talking about the safety issues and all that. And then they bring out Ryan Shazier, uh, who is an example of the what, dangers of football. Yeah, exactly.
2: So. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, that I know. I mean, you're still pro football, right? Oh, I, I love to watch pro football, but you you. Are you advocating severe restrictions to make it safer, like get rid of kickoffs? No. No? Okay. No, I love the kickoffs. You just don't want the NFL trotting out show ponies to ignore the dangers, like Shazier. But again, I I, I think it's a sport... That cannot
0: be made safe. It just agreed. Can't.
2: It just cannot be. So maybe the league should stop trying. Yeah, you and just accept it as is. You just okay. say
0: this is this is what it is, and you sign a release. And if you
2: don't, you know, if you want to remain healthy, go play tennis. It's just not, you know. Do guys like your Saturday running mate, Mr. Laverro, still think? That the NFL is in trouble in 20 years of not existing? Yeah, well, I don't know, not existing, but every, you know. Being dramatically different? It, it does. Doesn't okay. it seem that way? And also, the thing... It seems that way only because of the media, but I'm going to tell you a story, a little anecdote about why in my lifetime, and your lifetime, when you live to 100, it's not going to happen. My buddy, Cowboy Mike, went to Arizona for a week with his girl, and they played golf, and he met a woman from Texas. Yeah. Big Cowboy fan. White woman white son, Mm -hmm. her son's like 10 years old, and she was going on and on about how much she loves to watch him play football, and the son plays nose tackle, Mm -hmm. and there are women like that in Texas, this whole myth of moms aren't going to let their kids play football. No, no, Northeast suburban moms in lacrosse country are not going to allow that. In Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida... Ohio, Michigan, fuck yeah, the moms are going to want their kids Save, playing football. I lived in Texas for six years. That's true. I'm
0: lecturing to a, a Texan. And I lived in, in three descending order areas. <laughs> shittles. Three shitholes of different no, no, variations. No, 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 I, I really like, it. No, no, I like... San Antonio, it. I like and Dallas. It. I like San Antonio, but Beaumont, Texas, Beaumont. That that's religion, okay? So, you got, you got that's the ones with the Friday night lights and the 15,000 hey, people. Hey, coach, later. you going to state this yeah, year? Yeah. Hey, Coach, oh, are yeah. you going to state uh, this year? That, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, the, the Port, Port Natchez Groves, the Purple Pride, the, the Port Purple Groves, Pride. Indians, they put 48,000 people in the Astrodome Jeez. when the town is only... Only like 45,000 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I lived that. And then San Antonio, even though they've got the Spurs and, you know, it's it's one of the larger cities, it's huge. And even Dallas, Dallas, a major metropolitan city. There was a, a high school near me where they used to play seventh-grade games on Thursday night. they get packed. Well, not packed, but they get, you know, f- 3,000, 4,000 people for that. Yeah, no, amazing. it's really, yeah, I've said that for years. I mean, God bless Sonia Lynn and not allowing her two fine sons not to play football. But she, <laughs> the NFL's not going to miss Jeremy
2: <laughs> yeah. or Kaysen yeah. any time yeah.
0: soon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, I, I've told this to Scott. I love him, I love his sons, but uh, it's not like the NFL is missing out on two big prospects
2: there. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it's Justin. Justin. Jeremy's my son. Your son is Jeremy. Who
0: chose not to play football. I, didn't, really? I, I never faced that yeah. uh, dilemma with
2: him. I, uh, I, I, I always mess that up, Justin and Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a constant thing. All right, real quick, uh, speaking of uh, sports your son likes, basketball. Yes. The Wizards, Andy. How yeah. we doing on the Wizards? Yeah. Uh, your boy uh, Levero just took a hatchet to well, old Ernie, but that's what he does. But, uh, but it's more... He's than, also not wrong either, by the way. Uh, yes, but...
0: He took. He went to the Ted tweet from the opening night when they won their first game against Philadelphia. Right. So the process started here. yeah, trust the process. Verify. Trust. Verify. Verify. Yeah, Re- Reagan esque. <laughs> and, uh, and so
2: and, and Tommy's like, what kind of lunatic <laughs> sends a tweet out after the first game? Well, that's you know he, he's not wrong, like Ted. Ted still doesn't get it. He's being taken by these guys he's overpaying, and he's being hoodwinked by Ernie. Well, but also, he's got a marketing situation, too. So, you're going to let Otto Porter walk? Yeah, ultimately, that might have been the right thing to do. That's the problem. He thinks marketing first. Yes. Second and third, because that's his background. Right. And there's nothing wrong about that in theory, but when you send a, a letter out... To your customers, your season ticket holders, a day after that shithole loss in Game Six, and say thanks for making Game Five the highest rated in Wizards yeah, history. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear Nobody that. Nobody cares. That time. Nobody cares. He cares. I said you should make that call privately. Yeah. To your customers and your season ticket holders and everyone else. Right. Also, Mr. Wall. LeBron can play GM. You
0: can't. Well, that's the other thing. You haven't won anything. Yeah. So you're going to decide who's going to be on this team. I'm sorry, you weren't there for half the year. Right. The team made the playoffs without you. At times they played better. I'm not saying that they're a better team without John Wall, but you haven't earned the right to say, okay, this guy's got to go and this guy. I mean, what do they have? They have they have a, a really good backcourt.
2: They got here. I'll tell you what they got. John Wall is a flawed A. Yeah. Flawed because he's still reckless, turns it over too much, and his shot is subpar. Right. They got a a decent B B plus in Beal.
0: Who shows up
2: sometimes. Right. Not a, all the time. A B plus in Beal who is prone to injury. Played all eighty two mm-hmm. this year, but he could miss a bunch next year. Right. And then they've got a weak B minus who is way overpaid in auto border. Right. And a shrinking violet. So,
0: right. like, like you and you play that position, you got to go get the ball. You got to demand the ball
2: sometimes. Right. So that's right. a problem. And then they've got thirty-five million tied up in two useless centers. Oh, Gore <laughs> ball Easy's. mohawk, easy. He's Polish, man. Whatever, my brother.
0: Yeah, come on, you're, you're a lot of noise. For oh. not a lot of production.
2: About the fact that Gortat was asked by the media, so you're going to work on maybe shooting a three next year? He's like, why bother? It's my last year. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not going to learn a well,
0: trick now. Two years before his contract's up, he's talking about going to Orlando? Go. Go to Disney <laughs> World. Show your mohawk off to the kids.
2: Get out. I think uh, I think this is a return of the Bullets malaise of the 80s. It's exactly what When it they was. were stuck in the middle right. as a middling Eastern team that had no real shot at making the and finals. Do you know why that happened? That, no. here's what happened.
0: The Bullets had their Elvin Hayes, Wes Unseld run, which
2: ended in 1977 19- to 1989.
0: Mm-hmm. No, 77 to. It was more. 80. It was no. They. I mean, with Wes and, and, uh, and Elvin, they made the finals uh, in '75. Oh, okay. uh, Pre-Elvin, they now. made the final seventy-one. So in the seventies, seventy-seven
2: in, to eighty, let's
0: call it. I would say seventy-one to eighty-one, if you want to go that, okay.
2: that that stretch. Okay. Uh, the Sixers came to prominence with Dr. J and Moses Malone yeah. in nineteen eighty. Yeah, well, yeah, no, Earlier than he that.
0: went there in seventy-six after the merger, yeah. but they didn't win a title till eighty-three when Moses came over okay. in Houston. So okay, so it's eighty-one. Wes retires. Elvin's gets traded because he wants out. He goes back to Houston. They're they're, they're they got nothing left. They got Kevin Greve and they got. Spare parts. Yeah, a couple guys. So, Bob Ferry goes to Abe Poland and says, Okay, here's how you get this pre-lottery, remember. Here's how you get good in the NBA. You get real bad first. And Abe said, Nope, we got to have a good product out on the floor. So, they trade for Dan Roundfield, who's already got gray hair by then. (laughs) Uh, Trade for Jeff Ruland. No, Jeff Jeff Ruland, they had drafted, actually. And they traded him for Moses Malone. That's right. We got we traded for a over the hill. Yeah, Moses. at that point, Moses was over the hill. Right. They had Gus Williams. Gus had been great in Former the seventies uh, yeah. uh, and Sonic. Sonic yeah. great, great in the seventies. By the eighties, not, not so, so, good. so good anymore. Right. Uh, they got Bernard King coming off a knee injury, and yes, Bernard King scored a lot of points, but Bernard
2: was about Bernard. So, and ladies and gentlemen, that malaise continued for a decade or more. Yeah, more, more middling malaise yeah. until. They lifted out of it in the last five years with Wall and Beal, well, but I don't think they're going any further. I think John Wall, Andy, is a dead-end superstar. Yes. If that term exists. A right. dead-end superstar. Yeah.
0: John Wall will be, um, let me see, what what comp will he be
2: in terms of a, a guy? I As re- a superstar who makes no real splash? Yeah. Jawan I mean, Howard?
0: Yeah, I mean. Kind of? Yeah. Sort of? Maybe. maybe. He's
2: better than Jawan Howard. Okay. More exciting, but... You know he's going to get paid forty-two and $43 million in the last two years of this new Super I know. deal. $43 million. Well, but, wow.
0: But, I mean, it was, they were at the point where they go, oh, boy, we got all this money. What are we going to
2: do with it? I know. They, they're like, please, somebody take the money. Durant didn't even take their phone call. Horford went to Boston instead. Yeah. And so they go, here, Mahind Me. You can have yeah, it. Yeah, Mahindmi. Mahindmi. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, Andy Poland's DC podcast. Get it wherever podcasts are distributed. Your last edition that came out was? Yeah, it was Gerald
0: Riggs. We're in a bit of a hiatus now. Okay. Hoping to uh, resuscitate, but be back in June, hopefully.
2: And, and there's a lot of previous ones. Yes, including those- yours. Right, but there's a lot of other more important DC sports figures than me mm. that you should go back and listen to because they're all very good and they stretch back a year and a half now. Did you not want to mention June Rhee, passingly? Yes, June Rhee, Andy. Nobody bothers me. Yes. June Rhee. June Rhee, I'll tell you a quick
0: story uh, about June Rhee, and I'll tell this on my show on Saturday. Uh, June Rhee knew a lot of people in town. He, he, he really is, is responsible for making Taekwondo a big part of. Recreation and right. for kids, and this. And you had 11 like studios. Yeah. yeah, 11 studios at one point. But George Allen got interested in working with him.
2: And oh, so, this is a good one. So
0: George Allen decided that he was going to fire up his team before the Dallas game by breaking a board in half in front of his team. This was told to me by George Stark, who was in the room at the time. Okay. So they set up the board, and George is in his his kimono. You know, he's got the whole with, with the black belt or whatever he's got. <laughs> I tell you, I, I like this robe. It makes me feel good. And he says, Here, here's here's what we're gonna do to the cowboys. And he, no. and he whack, whack and and the board doesn't break, and blood is spurting everywhere. Oh my it's god! It's all over the place, and he grabs his hand, but George said it worked. Everybody went, whoa, let's go! I don't know if they beat Dallas that week. But as it turned out, there was a Sports Illustrated photo shoot, and you can look this up on your phone. You will see George Allen kneeling in front of redskin helmets and redskins. That was the
2: next year at training camp. Whatever it was. The and he, next year at training camp, and he's got a cast on his hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's why June, so June Reed taught him how to do that, and he still fucked it up? Uh yeah. Like he, what's the Junery connection to that Well, the story? fact that he
0: was working with George Allen. Oh, he was working yeah, with him. Yeah, okay. It didn't it, it didn't work with his team. I got Was, Ju,
2: was Junery in in the locker room when he tried the stunt. That I don't remember. I'd have to <laughs> ask George. Can you imagine Junry is like, "All right, coach, you got this." <laughs> and then he breaks his hand on the board, and Junery just sort of melts away and sneaks out the back door like, "Oh shit." Yeah. That you know, didn't work. Yeah. June 8, Nobody Bothers Me. Commercials through all throughout DC finally passed away at what age, eighty three. Eighty six. Eighty six. Korean uh, first generation yep. Korean came to the came States. In, came to the country. Opened in up all these things. Nineteen
0: fifties, and yeah, a whole generation of a couple of generations. I never took lessons, but I'm sure you knew people who
2: did. Well, I did, as oh, a you matter of fact, in high school, John Alster became this brown belt, which right. was even better than black belt. Right. And this whole nobody bothers me, like, hey, no karate and you can kick people's ass. He ended up getting into a fight with noted tough guy, Mario Ficella. And they go to a playground to fight after school one day. There's about 50 of us from high school to see it. All Ficella did was he grabbed his leg on a stupid kick, <laughs> tipped him over, got on top of him, and started to beat the shit out of him. Ugh. It was ugly. Yeah. So much for brown belts. No. I can't say he was june retrained, trained, right. but just be careful. It's good to know some martial arts... Don't go picking fights with noted tough guys. Right, right. Plus, they might have a knife or a gun. Don't don't use a leg kick unless you know what you're doing. (laughs) That's right. All right, Andy, thanks. I'll see you next week. Very good. All right, we'll end with this. What is the lamest fight you've ever seen? Whatever it might have been, it's probably not as wimpy as a climate scientist on client -scientist, scientist fight. Climate scientist on climate scientist violence. Get this, the National Weather Service has denied allegations that Director Louis Uccellini physically assaulted a staff meteorologist for daring to mention the word cooling during a 2014 presentation on the Earth's climate. This alleged incident never happened, said the NWS spokeswoman Susan Buchanan. Dr. Uccellini encourages open discussion on all science issues and perspectives, and he has never had a physical altercation with anyone in his 40-year career. Yes, because he's a scientist and a nerd and probably couldn't beat up a Girl Scout. I was giving a talk to a fellow NWS staffer about the jet stream flow in the upper atmosphere, said the meteorologist, when it, and what it showed was large amplitude waves in both the northern and the southern hemispheres. This particular meteorologist who claimed he was assaulted by Dr. Uccellini told C-Fact, the Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow, C-Fact. I explained that the only way the jet stream could get to be high in amplitude is if the atmosphere was actually cooling. Right at the bathroom break, he says, the director of the NWS, Louis Uccellini, put a hand on my chest and pushed me up against the wall and said, don't. Ever mentioned the word cooling again he did not mean it in a joking way he absolutely violated my personal space and was dead serious this was back in 2014 four fucking years ago he pushed me in the chest and said don't say cooling The meteorologist described a culture of fear and ostracism at NWS and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration against those who dissent from the global warming narrative. Well, that I don't doubt. Because the government is not paying for global cooling studies. They're paying for global warming studies. I think my take is that we should actually force these science nerds to actually fight. Like, literally put them in an octagon... With their white lab coats on, we'll do a no-falls match, calculators, T-squares, mechanical pencils, all legal, and just see who is the king of the nerds. I can just see that exchange, though. Hey, bro, got a second? You better not say that cool word ever again. You got it? We're in the warming biz, all right? That's how we get our government money. Word to the wise. Okay. Next day, The other nerd, too, says, hey, bro, cool tie you have. Brawl ensues. Nerd brawl. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends, and when they ask you if you want to supersize your meal, politely say no, but then say, you know what, you really should listen to this podcast. Leave a positive review and download and subscribe at all the major outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more. And as Carl Spackler would say, so I've got that going for me which is nice thanks for listening and we will see you next time
0: I've been working at Skyline for five years now, and I love it. My favorite thing about working at Skyline is just the people. I've become really good friends with a few of my coworkers over time. It's just not coming into work, sitting down, and like going home. You create a bond at Skyline. You become a family in a sense. You know, you're working together every day. You're learning from each other. For me, it's been a great benefit at Skyline, and I just love it, honestly.
1: Skyline Chili is now hiring. Apply online at SkylineChili.com/careers.